Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio, through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash flowing strategy. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a quick solo episode for you today about a subject that I think is really important and I'm hoping this episode is really going to help some of you. I've been asked quite a lot... Jerry, how do I scale my property business? I seem to have hit a wall and I can't work out what's holding me back. It's a common question. And they ask, is it mindset? Is it money? Is it risk? Is it that I just have a lack of guts? Is it I have nothing to lose? Or I don't have a big enough dream. I need a big dream. Maybe that's what's holding me back. Or simply, am I just kidding myself because I can't actually do this? And it's interesting when talking to people when they've hit that wall and they're trying to work out what's going on what's stopping me it's like this invisible force and after doing lots of interviews for this podcast I can tell you that everyone is different some seem really motivated and you think well obviously they're just getting things done and others can be quite laid back it doesn't seem to relate to personality type because both of those succeed, but rather it's about discipline and I think about knowing themselves. See, when I first started with this strategy, I thought it was all going to be about the minutiae of commercial property, how to buy things, how to find things, how to finance them, and all that's really important, right? But it's kind of the easy bit. It's the mindset and control of yourself, which is far more important, and a much bigger barrier. Of course, it's much more complicated than that, but let's see if I can give you some insights into what I've discovered about myself and about others when working with them. Now, how many of you now have a car with a start button? One of those start and stops. You don't pop the key in anymore. It's got a start button. You just get in. The car knows the key is there. It's in your pocket or in your bag or something. You don't have to get it out. And you press the button. Well, imagine having that ability in your own life with your own motor, the ability to press the button to get yourself started. Now, I've often struggled with getting that engine moving. It can often be because of overwhelm with so many different projects going on, which, of course, is my own fault or just running low on focus. It actually took me years to get past myself. So I think you can do this much quicker than I did, with techniques that can trick you and speed you up in the process. Now, I've been in this business for over 20 years, and it's been slow at times and frustrating, but you can do it much quicker with the right context and understanding of what's holding you back, and of course, the right peer-to-peer network and the tools to make that step change. Now, some of you listening to this, you may have even turned it off and you're not listening at all, are thinking, who is this hapless, flaky person? Well, bully for you. I'm pleased that this sort of thing doesn't affect you. 
but quite a lot of people ask me this question. I'm struggling to get motivated. Or, I don't have a big enough reason. What can I do to keep moving forward, to get motivated? It's a genuine question I get asked a lot. If you don't ask yourself that question and you're a superb position of being able to be self-motivated, fantastic. Give us the secret. But if you're struggling and you find yourself more often than not sitting on your hands or on the fence, then what are the things you can do to try and overcome it? What techniques can you work on? I've got six things here. Some are techniques and some are observations that I think you need to make about yourself. Now, I'm not talking about going and reading 10,000 books or going on a month-long retreat on some island somewhere to find yourself. These are just day-to-day hacks to be more productive and to stay truer to your dreams. So let's jump in. The first one is focus on your why. Now, of course, I have to talk about that one. It would be remiss of me to leave this one out. It is a big motivator for many. And some of us just question and say, well, I don't think I've got a big enough why. But let's just talk about it for a minute. These are often related to time and money, aren't they? Those goals, those aspirations. Particularly if you are currently in a job or you feel you're swapping your time for money. So, for example, if you want to go and spend six months travelling and you're not thinking about being a nomad, i.e. somebody that's actually working when they're travelling, you just want to go travelling, that takes time. But where do you get the time element if you're currently swapping your time for money. Because as soon as you stop working, the income stops. So then it's all about building up some savings to go away on holiday, then you come back again, you start again, you start the process again. So time and money are pretty interlinked, but it's trying to break that cycle, isn't it? So if you can simply find some cash flow, passive cash flow, which is never quite possible with property, but it's pretty damn close to cover your lifestyle, then you'll have those sorts of choices. So you don't actually need loads and loads of money to go travelling for six months. You need time. Or it might be, of course, something like you need a bigger house or family or for visitors. You just want to entertain people, but at the moment it's a bit crushed where you are. You just want some more space. Commercial property can give you these sorts of things and more, of course. But what if that dream thing just isn't working for you right now? You know it's important. And you should focus on things like your kids and a better life. But there's just this inertia that seems to overcome you. There's always a distraction that can get in the way, of course. And there's a million and one things these days, aren't there? Like online, every time you pick up your phone or your laptop to go and do some work, there's something there flashing away to try and distract you. I'm not saying don't keep searching for a stronger why, by the way, or a focus. But in the meantime, we need to get smart and work out some cunning ways to trick ourselves into getting out of that inertia. Sometimes actually getting started is the hardest bit. Often we actually have a reasonably clear goal, but life, fatigue and overwhelm can take over or throw us off kilter for a bit. It's like, why is there this fog? I'm reasonably intelligent, but I just can't seem to get motivated. I can't get past this inertia. Focus on the why, of course, number one. But the second part is one of these little tricks. Starting with something small can get some achievement on the board, right? So I think this is really important. When you're sitting there and you're trying to get started, you're getting distracted, you don't have to go out and get super motivated. Like I say, you don't have to go on a motivational weekend and then come back and you're all pumped up and get going. This simple little trick, you just need to focus right down onto one small task and tick it off the list. 
ticking it off the list is really important. Obviously, you've got to get the task done. But focus in on a small task. Push yourself to do that one thing. You're not pushing yourself to change the world. You're pushing yourself to do that one task because what it does is it gives you a little shot of adrenaline and a little spurt of confidence. And that is like the start button on the engine. It's just getting things ticking over. So have a think about that. What small task have you got that you could just immediately focus in on and get done? Now, once you've got one or two done, don't wander off and make a cup of tea. (laughs) Make sure you keep that momentum going. But it's getting that first one on the board, ticking it off the list. The next one is, what has worked in the past for you? Think about that. What got you out of the funk last time? It just might have been a few days or a few hours passing that made the difference. And then eventually, you know, I got out of the funk and things changed. But actually, you need to be able to break that cycle. I need to be able to break that cycle. So what's worked before? And let me give some examples to you of what works for me. Sometimes it's just a piece of music. Sometimes it's a podcast series where a host is full of fun and energy, excited about life, carefree, but is actually getting stuff done. And sometimes that's just enough to snap you out of it, to get you, or to get me, motivated again to go and get some tasks done. But it's also things like looking at that list of reasons, those things that maybe you've written out previously, your dreams and goals that you're trying to aspire to, maybe that helps. Or reading a few pages from a book or biography. These are little steps, aren't they? They're not about going and achieving some huge task that you've got to get done today. It's actually just about some small things that will change how you're thinking in your mind. And you will have encountered these. I'm just giving you some that have worked for me. Another one is stepping outside in nature for a walk. Just going outside for a walk. We've got a dog that really helps with that. But I don't, I purposely don't put on music and I don't put on a podcast and I don't chat to anyone. And I'm just out there with the dog in the world. (laughs) And that refreshing change actually can really help motivate me and get me into the right frame of mind. And sometimes for other people, it might be a special place of work, a work environment. And I kind of struggle with that a little bit because I don't have a specific office. There's lots of offices, of course, and I'll use different ones. But sometimes I find that that one about, oh, I need to go and find somewhere special to work, a right, a good environment. I sometimes find that's just a red herring. And it actually comes back to just getting started. Creativity, I think, comes from movement and momentum, not from staying still. It isn't necessarily the place. We can't have the luxury of going to inspiring locations every time we just need to get started, right? So you need to think about some of those things that have worked in the past. We don't need to move a mountain or leap in the air with unbounded enthusiasm. Sometimes we just have to take a single step to get things moving again. Concentrate on that single step, knowing that making that decision without thinking about all the other stuff will actually be a catalyst to get you moving again and out of the funk. Whatever that trigger is for you, use it. Go and have a good think now about what has worked for you in the past. Now, gurus and social media posts will have us think that actually all we should ever be doing is working on strategy, all the key result areas. And whilst that is absolutely true, we should be working on these things as a priority, I do think that sometimes we lose sight of doing a task that gives us a bit more satisfaction, maybe something a bit more physical, something that actually we feel at the end of the day, I've done a good solid day's work there. And that's not always 
the case for everybody. But I do find with myself that occasionally, if I just go and do something that's a single task, and at the end of the day, I feel I've done a physical job. I mean, as an example, chopping wood, right? We've got a pizza restaurant. We need wood for it. And actually just going concentrating on that for a few hours can just relieve the stresses and actually helps me feel I've been productive for that particular day. And there's a bit of a physical exercise and all that sort of stuff going on. And I think sometimes the gurus lose sight of that. There's definitely something to be said for doing that occasionally, but don't use that as an excuse just to do menial tasks all the time and not work. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. Work on the really important things, but there is a balance there, right? It just might be the ticket for you once in a while. That was the fourth one. The fifth one is watch the self-talk. So this is not necessarily something you're going to go and start doing to get yourself motivated and working, but you have to watch what you're talking to yourself, including the self-talk about not being able to do anything. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy that you need to watch out for. It's fine having a serious talk with yourself, but just make sure you're not repeating it over and over and over again. Try and catch yourself out on that one. And that leads me on to the sixth thing, which is the self-esteem. I think it's really important that you know yourself, know where you are. Show me an emotionally intelligent person who loves to help people and who wants to genuinely make a difference that doesn't struggle from time to time with periods of low self-esteem. It's just really common. Most of us recognise that sometimes the most outward going people can be the ones who actually struggle the most. Sometimes it's recognisable as a, as a vulnerable ego, somebody that maybe comes across a bit defensive whenever anybody makes a suggestion or a change in direction because they take it so personally. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but this one is difficult and I think does take time to repair. But recognising it personally is a bit like getting a diagnosis from a doctor for a mystery illness or something, when at least when you know what it is, you can put it in place and create some actions to try and remedy it. Now, obviously, you need to work out what those reactions are. Take some time just to work out where you're at and where your self-esteem is and how it makes you react to people and talk to people. And, of course, you can learn that about other people, too, and how they react to you. But know yourself. I think that's really important. It's the same with accepting kind of your own limitations that you place on yourself. And you now have somewhere to work from. It's almost kind of liberating once you've made that decision. It's like, okay, I know where I am. But now I can find and build the steps to get out of here. It's not going to happen overnight, but at least by recognising it, I've got a place to start for. 
Which does bring me back to that first single step to press the start button. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of self-discipline on a micro level to trigger a spurt of adrenaline to get your mojo, to get those whole things moving again. So find those triggers that work for you and have the guts and be brave enough to press them when you need to. It's the starter button for your own engine. So go through that again. Have a think. Is there a book? Is there a podcast? Is there music? Is there an activity? Something that's short, not going to be a week. What can you do? What's happened in the past that snapped you out of it? Use that to get yourself moving. Now, this is not going to solve the overall problem or issue if you think, oh, I haven't got a big enough dream. I haven't got enough focus. This is about getting stuff done today. And it's a really tricky balance, isn't it, between your self-esteem, your um, activity, the goals that you're aiming for in this what may sometimes feel like a rut you're working along and having the belief that just by being busy is going to get you towards your goal whilst recognising that you can't just be a busy fool, you need to be working on the right things. And it's quite difficult, isn't it, to get that balance right with all those different elements, I guess. And there are, of course, lots of other things that we can do to keep ourselves moving onwards. For instance, Ed Milet, he says... um, Always do one more thing, one more call, one more viewing, one more push-up and over. And over time, that'll build up momentum through compounding your actions by giving you just that one extra thing. And I think most of us can relate to that and can think of a great, super effective day when we've maybe done something like that. But it's the getting started (laughs) is actually the tricky bit. So let's just summarise that. First one is, of course, we do need to focus in on our why, and that is the big motivator for so many people. So keep working on it, but don't sit around thinking, oh, I don't have a big why, so I can't do anything. Start with a small task, get some achievements, something on the board to help yourself get started. Then the third one is work out what has worked for you in the past. What has shortened that time frame? Reduce the fog as quickly as possible. Because once you're conscious of those things, then you just then concentrate on that one thing. That's all you have to change in that moment, not the whole world. Then, hopefully, that will get you into the process of getting your task done. The fourth one is do something that feels productive once in a while. Sometimes, yeah, maybe swing an axe <laughs> on some wood or do whatever it is that you like. Maybe you like blastering. Maybe you like gardening. Do something every now and then takes you out of that work zone or at least that strategy zone. Fifth one is watch the self-talk. Make sure you're not putting crap in because guess what you're going to get out? Know where you're at. And that is, of course, that self-esteem one, that number six really. Just know yourself. Once you've established kind of where you're sitting, then you can start getting to work on it. And just recognise it's not going to happen overnight. I still struggle with some of these things. I still struggle a bit with, guess, anxiety sometimes if I'm going out and meeting people and networking and all these sorts of things, and I'm sure some of you will relate to that. And these things are all tied together, aren't they? But it's just work in progress, isn't it? So one last tip, actually, just before I go, with the overwhelm thing, and I might have mentioned this before in a podcast, but what I found really useful in the past when I was just getting a bit anxious too much overwhelm going on, that actually having a good working list of activities I needed to do was helpful. And it helps the things we've just been talking about because you can pick stuff off and get moving. But actually the technique that really helped me was keeping the list of things I'd actually completed. 
and then reviewing that because sometimes you feel like you're getting nothing done but it's actual fact you have been so having that list of activities you've done actions you've done like maybe building your website getting a new customer um, writing a good blog all those sorts of things that are a mountain and then once they're done you forget about them get them on that list it really helps actually with reflecting on the things that you've actually managed to do and it just reduces some of that stress and that overwhelm because actually just things you know what i am getting things done this too shall pass i will get through this so creating that balance is really important of course that's another whole subject on its own but everything in moderation right i know that can be difficult to do but on top of that we've got health the right amount of sleep diet exercise have all got a part to play but i've tried to focus in on here on some little hacks that you can do just to keep things moving along the key thing is knowing yourself and when that kind of anxiety strikes reflect on what works for you and concentrate all your efforts into pressing that start button because once the engine is firing on all cylinders you just need to get out of your own way <laughs> feel the fear open your wings and do it anyway or at least Open out your arms and get in the swim. The water is great. Now, if you've made it with me to this part of the podcast, well done. And it might be that this topic actually is really quite important to you. So you were the one I was talking to. It's a fundamental thing and it's something that takes a lifetime. It's working out yourself and working out how you work and all the little foibles and all these sorts of things. But I do think there are ways to trick yourself when you're stuck in that fog, as I've said all the way through the podcast. But it's up to you now to work out what those triggers are and get to work on them. So I really hope that's helped some of you, all of you, and I look forward to speaking to you all again very soon. In the meantime, if you've got any questions or anything commercial related, don't forget we've got our Facebook group on the usual www.facebook.com forward slash commercial property investor or investors, and that will bring you to a page. Yes, like the page, that'd be great, but there will be a button there to join the group. If you click on that, Make sure you answer the questions. There are only three questions. It's just so that we've got a bit of a filter for the group because I want to make sure everybody in that group is commercially minded. Now, don't get me wrong. There'll be plenty of people in there who haven't done commercial yet, but it's not necessarily for people who have done it. It's for people who are interested in doing commercial. So we talk about there's plenty Facebook groups for many different subjects, including residential property on there. I want to make sure that that is curated to be focused on commercial property. So look forward to seeing you in there. Catch up with you again very soon. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you, will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast? And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.